Welcome back to the Seen and Not Heard podcast. The podcast that is your weekly dirty little secret, which is fine by me, as long as you keep it. I am Melrose, your host, and this is season two, episode one. I have been catching so much heat because the second season has launched so, 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 so much later than expected. But that's because my life has been so much more chaotic than expected. A lot has changed in the last nine weeks. I can't, I can't even believe it's been nine weeks. I could have almost released an entire season within that time. That's a lot that has taken place and a lot of changes that I need to tell you guys about. I need to address things on the show and explain things and still kind of sort them out through my own head. However, let me just run you through some of the highlights. I started a new job. I traveled to Miami, Athens, Barcelona, Ibiza, Los Angeles, Manhattan, and I fell in love with someone who is not my husband. I learned a lot about myself, and I learned a lot about my work ethic. I learned that I can go three days without sleeping, but I certainly do not enjoy it. (laughs) I learned that doing underwater photo shoots in swimming pools at 3 a.m. will definitely get me sick. And I learned that my relationship with my husband is pretty much the glue that keeps me grounded and the essential ingredient to me staying sane in this new world I've woken up in. And that has gotta be the best way to describe my life right now. I just went to sleep one day in May and woke up living a life that was completely unrecognizable to the one that I had known. But it's been unfathomably amazing. And words cannot describe how grateful I am for the people that I've met, the places that I've been, or the experiences I've had over the last nine weeks. However, in coming episodes, I will try my best to verbalize them. But as far as today is concerned, I figured I'd kick off our season premiere with our largest guest yet. She was a webcam model that I have admired since I began camming. And in the time that I've known her, she's built an entire empire off of her social media presence, her cosplay works, touring conventions, and Patreon. Today, I have the honor of sitting down in person with Vera Bambi. So I need to ask you, because I kind of told you earlier, I've had so much respect for you and the things that you've done coming from a similar industry as me and going very mainstream and being super successful. Am I mainstream though? I feel you are. I feel you are. Maybe. I think that's how people see you. That's amazing. Yeah, I think that's how people see you. (laughs) I think you'll have your own like, you know, self-bias and self-doubt, of course, always. But no, I think people see you I don't know if it's so much doubt as it is like, to be mainstream, you have to be able to work with a lot of mainstream companies. And I can work with some, but a lot of people still can't see past. Really? Yeah. Has that been your experience? Yeah. Really? Oh, for sure. I didn't think that. Yeah. Well, it's it's a little bit of both, but the more that I lead towards the YouTube crowd and stuff like that, the more, I guess, I guess respect is the word, the more like respect that I get from these other companies and stuff. 
Yeah. So it's like there's some people that like really want to work with me and they see my page and they see like a lot of potential and they I guess see the same thing that you do where yeah. it's like, oh, she's going more mainstream, but she's still like that sexy girl. Yes. Yeah. See, I don't know. Because when you, when you, your first impression is completely mainstream. Like, and I really? know that's, okay, that's I by like design, that. of course. I but like that. <laughs> that is definitely, if you like, when I pull up your Instagram or when I was showing my husband your Instagram, I'm like, oh, I want to sit down with her. All this, and he's like, "Oh, okay. So, what does she do? Like, she just does cosplay." Like, I'm like, "Well, no, she came from the same industry as music. Oh, you would have no idea." So, mm-hmm. that's definitely the impression that you get. Yeah, it's funny because whenever I post that I'm going to be signing on to a cam site mm-hmm. or going to be doing a Snapchat, my fans kind of go like, "Whoa, you have that?" Yeah, that's and an I'm option. Like, well, that's literally <laughs> where I based my my career started. It's yeah. where everything grew. Yeah, it's like the plot that the, the pot that this flower grew out of. Yes, yes. No, that's so well said because I feel like. Cam has given me so many tools and so much access to do anything else. Yeah. So, like, I, I hold on very tightly to where I came from, even though I'm still very much there. Yeah. Um, but I, I get turned off when girls don't, you know, claim it and own it in, yeah. in their effort to go mainstream. And I feel like you haven't done that. Yeah. No, no, no. I own everything that I do. Yes. 100%. That's important. I agree. Like, why are, you should never do something that you can't stand behind 110%. That's like when people ask you, like, oh, do you, did you tell your parents and stuff? It's like, that's, like, a very difficult thing, but of course my parents know. Yeah. Right? It's like, like, they have to. Yeah. Like, with my dad, it's like, a, it could have been a little bit easier because he never goes on the internet. Oh, okay. But at the end of the day, it's like, my dad's my best friend. So I had to That's a very lucky relationship. Him. Yeah, I have a very good relationship with my dad. <laughs> that makes me melt. I, like, anytime I watch, like, a dad-daughter, like, scene in a movie, I'm, like, dead to the world. I just can't get through it. Like, oh, my, I live for it. Yeah, my dad is my everything. Aww. I bring him up in every conversation, so get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. No, like, for and what you touch on when you're, like, of course, my family knows. My mom knows. Like, my, and you I probably heard on the podcast, but my mom, like, picked out my cam name. So, yeah. like, she was very much a part of supporting me doing this. But my dad doesn't know. At least to my knowledge, my dad doesn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did actually listen yeah. to that part. Are you and your dad close? So, I hadn't talked to him for, like, 10 years between, like, my high school age till now. But then when I got married, I invited him to the wedding. And ever since then, we've been communicating. Yeah. So, I'm very hopeful. Um, I think he, he seems to be more interested in our relationship now. And I don't know if he has any regrets about the time lost. But the way I look at it is, like, I only get so much time, and I want to just make the, the most time of. is here now. Yeah, so, so I'm not forward. holding grudges. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's like a very healthy way to look yes. at it. I'm trying to be healthy that's mentally. Good. <laughs> I actually, seeing as like we're on this topic, so like I actually had one point in my career where, because my, my dad's my best friend, he's always been my best friend, but there was a point in my career where we like weren't talking. Oh wow! And that was around the time that I told him what I was doing that I, what I wanted oh. to do so I think that was like his parental way of being like this is wrong was like withdrawing from, gotcha. from the relationship um and I just stuck to it and I kept pushing like for what I wanted and like really trying to prove to my family and friends that this was a dream a for thing. me yeah. and then they started to really take it seriously they're like oh she's not just messing around okay yeah and then my dad he called me one day and was like congratulating me because I had posted about um because I started with Suicide Girls. Oh, okay. okay so the okay. first thing I ever got was going from a hopeful to a Suicide Girl. Wow. So okay. I posted about that. And I was just going on about it. And my dad called me to congratulate me. And that was like a whole thing, right? Aww. So I was like, okay, we're not hiding it anymore. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's Suicide Girls. It's a little, it's a nudity, but, right? Yeah, but it's, it's not nudity. anything crazy. 
That's from what I always. Asked I think it. that it's a little crazier now. Okay. Um, depending on your definition of crazy, like what is the definition of crazy? Yeah. Um, when I started, it was like like a nude site, but not you didn't have to do nude. Okay. But all of the girls kind of knew that okay. if That's you didn't do nude, your sets weren't getting accepted. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so like an unsaid thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I um I had a suicide girl on the podcast. She'll be in season two as well. Um, but I think that it's, it's almost the same animal. Like you can, Suicide Girls, Cam, and Snapchat too. It's all very similar. It's that interaction with a fan that makes them feel like they have that rapport with you and that interaction with you and that relationship with you. And that's so different than anything mainstream has to offer to an extent. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, that's why I, almost why I feel like mainstream isn't as beneficial. It is beneficial though. It's a mixed bag. It depends on what you're looking for. Are you looking to make an income and gather your eyes and do your entertainment in the mainstream way? Whereas it's like you'd be getting your paycheck from a company that dictates rules to you. That's that's what it is. Right? So it's like it really sucks when rules come to play. That's why I I think I'm in like a very fortunate position because I sit on the line. Yeah. Right? So it's like I'm very much in charge of my income and how I how I do things, but I have an option, not with all companies, yeah. but with some companies to make an income externally. Yeah. And you said that, so working with other companies has had its challenges with you. Do you think that's going to continue to be a thing? I feel like you're... I mean, I think the more that I lean in that direction, the better that it gets okay. for me. The more that I'm making YouTube videos or being on podcasts or like doing stuff like that, the better that that gets for me or doing fashion posts or whatever. Okay. Um, but it, it there is it's a it's an uphill battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I feel the same way. When you so okay, so coming from webcam, and now you're very obviously huge influencer, huge cosplayer. That's what you're known for, and your Patreon, yeah. all the things you've built. It's funny that I'm super known for cosplay, but I don't really consider myself much of a cosplayer. Really? Yeah. Well, because cosplayers like if you look at I, I, I don't know do you know who Jessica Negri is no, no okay so Jessica Negri is like arguably one of the biggest cosplayers okay, um, okay. In, in the sexy cosplay side of things and she's pumping out these crazy elaborate costumes like every single month and for me I don't want to do that mm-hmm. it's just it's too much it actually I find that it stunts my creative energy to be okay. overexerting my I'm creative that, energy yeah. if that makes sense no it does so the, the amount of work this girl does, like I, I do, I would say the same amount of work, but I do a wider variety of things, yeah. whereas she's like very zoned in and like, Just to that. me, she's more of a cosplayer. Okay. So it's like, do I cosplay? Yes. Am I part of the cosplay community? A hundred percent. Most of my friends are cosplayers. Mm-hmm. I'm super involved. I'm always curious. I'm always creating. Um, but am I a professional cosplayer? If I look at somebody like that, I just bow down. Gotcha. I'm like, I'm okay. not. Like okay. at all. So gotcha. I find it funny when people lump me into, and, and the funny thing is that's what most people think that I am. Yeah. But I consider myself more of a social media personality. Yeah. Because that's where the majority of my efforts go. Okay. No, I, I totally see that. Have you, okay, so with that said, what is your overall goal or plan? Like what is what you're trying to attain for the future? Oh my God. Can I know this? such a high pressure Can question. I know this? I'm so curious. <laughs> I'm so curious. Um, so I have like this weirdness where I don't like to like say too much. Okay. That's because fair. I feel like it's like a bit of a jinx, but I'll, I'll tell you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I am at heart a businesswoman and an entrepreneur. I'm very into 
I'm very into that whole, I guess, self, I wouldn't say self-help. Um, like self-made. Like the progress. Damn, what's the word for it? There's like this whole community, I guess, of like self-help. Yeah. Like podcasters or YouTubers or things like that. And I would really like to push myself more into that world. Like if I'm hanging out with my friends just in regular real time, mm-hmm. I find that in general I'm very obsessed with just discussing business, mm-hmm. with discussing self-improvement. Yes. Um, I'm just always on that on that kind of streak and I socially I'm obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. So I was really thinking about that for a while and it was like, well, this seems to be my passion. Like I should yeah. really focus on that. So it's one of the reasons I wanted to come on this podcast because I, I got those me. vibes from you and yeah. I was like yeah, this is sort of, this is like the direction that I want to move in. I really want to, I want to teach people, mainly women, that they can visualize anything for themselves and turn that into something, like turn that into an income. Because I'm, I'm really good at that. I'm really yeah. good at taking anything and knowing how to make money on it. Yeah, how to monetize it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a big thing that frustrates me with a lot of girls. Like I have a, a really good friend who is open to and curious and wants to get into like the cam Snapchat world. But when I sit down and talk to her, I'm like, okay, so just just go for it. Like at this point, I, I've laid it all out. You have everything at your fingertips. You know what to do. But it's just that one leap of like doing it. Has she, she never done anything like that never, before? She's in like the bar or club industry, but nothing like this. Cause that's like, it's a really intense decision. It is It's a intense. bigger decision than I yes. think we treat it sometimes. I agree, but I, I'm very careful about making sure everyone knows like, this is out there forever. Like there's no forever. going there's back. No going yeah. back. <laughs> so once you do it, like it's done and you need to mm-hmm. understand that. Yeah. But it's not so much that I feel like that she's doubting is the decision. Cause like they, she's a little wild and they've got photos and stuff out there online that are like, you know, risque or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more, women have this this doubt built into them for some reason. Maybe it's the societal standards or how we're brought up or all these things, but they think that like, oh, no one's gonna tip me. Or they have like, oh, no one's gonna wanna come see me. It's like, yeah, they do. Okay, but there's something out there for everyone. Absolutely. You can be someone's shot of whiskey or their cup of tea, isn't that what they say? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So I, I, I hate having women have these like self-limiting beliefs. Like, that's like built into us I think it is. like when we're raised where it's exactly. like it's like this toxic thing that you see a lot of times in like female friendships where girls are always like trying to compete with each other like it's in that why. same family I know it's really bad but I was I was the same way me when too. I was younger me too whereas now like now I'm very uplifting with yeah, the girls empowering. around me and it's yeah. very much about like pushing them forward and I find that like I gain so much from just doing that yes. like even just, just like in my soul, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And that's the bigger than anything. Yeah. So I think that when we're, I don't know why that is. Especially when you're younger. I, I literally, when I, even recently, like when I moved from Chicago to Tennessee, in Chicago, it's like, oh, my friend got a new purse, now I have to get a new purse. I'm like, why are we doing this? Really? Why are we doing this? Oh, I was never a part of any of no, that. I, yeah, I was, I was no, too much I was, of a loser. I, I felt like that. I was, like, getting in that vibe, like, oh, she got a new purse, I kind of want a new purse now. Like, why? Like, mm-hmm. what is the reason? You know, I had this, this friend this cam girlfriend and I won't name names but I noticed at one point in our friendship like if I I love that you said that that if I showed up with like a handbag or something she felt the need to explain why she didn't have like a new bag and I was like why why does it matter yeah like, like this isn't even a new bag. This yeah. is just one that matches my outfit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's just a little stuff, guys. <laughs> yeah, and, and like that made me feel really bad. But I think that's just that's just personal. That's just a personal growth thing. 
I, I do. I think the older I get, the more I find myself moving very, very away from that kind of thing and that kind of comp competitiveness with other people. With myself, I'm very competitive, but with other people. Um, but I, I think what you said earlier is so true and so detrimental to women in general was the is that it is built into us like when you're little and you're growing up like the girl, little girls are taught to be quiet and polite and kind mm -hmm. and, and little boys can be oh boys will be boys and they can be rambunctious and aggressive or yeah. whatever and yeah every there is i do believe there's a gender there's difference. a lot of like I do believe value that, but... and stuff to that too like i love being like lady like but yes. at the same time I'm also so not yes like, <laughs> I like to like, I, I like to keep it classy I want I want that perception I want that to be the impression I'm making but like me amongst my friends like I have the most raunchy sense of humor like yeah. and I can just relax and talk freely but it, it's it is beaten into us where even like in personal relationships or in business discussions like I'll find myself holding back or if I'm talking to another the business person who maybe they haven't had the same level of success I had even though mine is so minute at this point I feel like I'm making myself small to make someone else feel uncomfortable. And like, yeah. there's no need to feel that way. Yeah. But it's like ingrained in our little hearts. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't know. It is, it, I think it is very much like a, a female thing. It is. It has to be. <laughs> yeah. It has to be. Okay. So, um, with all the stuff that you're doing, how, like, even from, from the webcam up until now, how have you managed, like, personal relationships like with family with friends and with like loved ones like actual relationships so in the beginning it was a lot of loss mm -hmm. it was a lot of just going through realizing that people didn't accept what I did and it was either just accept that and move forward and go for what like I believe in okay um I don't have a lot of friends from when I was younger which is very unfortunate Whereas, but, but the great thing is, is I find the advantage was that the career really weeded out the judgmental people. That's it really true. got rid of a lot of toxic energy that I wasn't aware that was there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think that it's been beneficial in that way and sort of like rebuilding a social life. Not having a social life for a while, I think, was good for my business. Yeah. Because it made me really focused. Mm -hmm. Disciplined. Um, yeah, it, it did. It helped me to be more disciplined. Yeah. And now I find that the people in my life are a lot more pure and a lot more good good intentioned, which is funny because those people that I lost earlier in life would look at my friend group and be like, oh, you're all trash. And yeah. Like, well, if you knew these people, they, are, they have the most gentle hearts and well-intentioned like yeah. good intentions and they're very moral yeah. and you know just upstanding people and like I'm so grateful for that yeah so yeah for me it was a lot of loss yeah. <laughs> yeah. have you have you ever encountered like what was your dating situation like when you were on cam versus like now oh geez um my I was actually introduced to camming by my last boyfriend Really? Yeah. Well, that's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. He was very supportive. Um, he met me when I was a suicide girl hopeful. Okay. And I was just trying to get into that. And he's, I think, always been very attracted to those girls. Gotcha. Like, just okay. the, the, the suicide and... girl type. Like, okay. that. that's just his type. Um, and we're friends now. And now I see him, like, dating. And I, I, I'm kind of thinking from, like, the creeper in me. Like, I just check his page to yeah, see what's yeah. going on. And he's hanging out with like a lot of suicide girls and stuff. And I'm like, okay, okay. so he's looking for another suicide Type. girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So he was very like not jealous at all. He gave me like a lot of freedom, a lot of breathing room. Like he was a really, I got really lucky. Yeah. He was like a really, really good boyfriend for that time in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, He was amazing for that. And anytime that I wanted to do something, he would very much talk me through things. So he he would give me a bit of pushback Mm -hmm. where he'd be like, well, if you do that, this is what's going to happen from it. But but he would never hold me back and tell me not to do something. Okay. Okay. Right. So I really valued that. And I, I learned from that that I won't have a partner that's not like that. Okay, so, so that that's a good tone to set just yeah, for yourself. Absolutely. So I never dating has never been a problem. And then after he and I split, which was recent, I was like six, like seven, seven months ago. I think seven months ago, when he and I split, that was like a thing in my head where it's like there's no way that I would date somebody mm-hmm. who's not. And I I haven't encountered any guys that would have a problem with it. And now I'm in a relationship with someone who's totally accepting of what I do and if anything curious yeah I, that's curious. more that when people find out what I do I there's either the people who are like super turned off and like okay I, I'm not hanging out or talking to you but majority of people are like I have questions like tell me how that works like, you know like <laughs> how does one do such a thing like it's more curiosity with men and women I, yeah. I found oh yeah well it's I'm even still curious like yeah. when I meet somebody in the industry because we all do things so differently yes so whenever I meet a girl I'm always like oh so what are your shows like are yeah. you hardcore are you softcore yeah. or like are you like do you have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. are you social media or do you mm-hmm. just do this like what like I was very there's so much going on that yes. I have so much curiosity yes no you're, you're dead on I have you are you familiar with like Lena the Plug and like the Lena Rhodes of the world mm-hmm. and like these huge names I'm, I'm familiar with Lena the Plug okay. yeah I watched her vlog for yes, a little so while do I. so do I she's yeah. like hilarious I, I love oh, her she's so funny and she's so open so and she's, she's with that guy Adam 22 Adam 22 has a podcast yes yeah, yeah. No and they're like a very interesting couple. They are, and they're like I think they have like a lot of threesomes, and yeah. they're super open they're about it. They're having a blast. Yeah, I, I, I think that's really great. It like, is I really love, great. I adore. It is really great, and I I've like watched her because her, and then there's a couple of other girls from our world who have. Who have I don't like to say crossover because it shouldn't be a thing that we have to do, but they've gone very social media and mm-hmm. had, had a lot of success. And Lena is one of them. And mm-hmm. I, I do. I watched her blogs and I've seen like her little like her transformation a little bit of of that happening. But it's so refreshing to see like so much success on an influencer level coming mm-hmm. from where we've been. Oh yeah, it's That's, really inspiring. It's very inspiring. I love I love watching her for that exact reason. Yeah. yeah. No, her you. Um, I know another girl that I really admire covered in tattoos. I don't want to say her name. Um, but no, there's been a lot of girls that have crossed over and been so successful. And to see that, I want other girls to see that and be like, okay, so even if I do this, yes, it'll always be out there. Yes, it'll always be on the internet. You know, that's that animal. Well, but there's still other things you can do. They do, do have to be aware, though, that it does hold you back. You still, you feel that way still. Yeah, of course. Really? Of course. Like, I can fight against yeah. it and I can, but here's the thing, like, I have a friend who's a writer, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna name the yeah. show that he that he writes for, but it's it's like a very big mainstream cartoon. Okay. And he had suggested to me doing a very popular comic book character, like doing the voice of it. Mm. And I think that he's very convinced that I can do that, but it's in connection with Disney. Oh, Disney, and yeah. if I were to go forward and apply for it, he would root for me and be like, we want this girl. She's got a good voice. She's yeah. got good tone, blah, 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 whatever, in terms of voice acting. 
And the thing is, I'm not even on camera. Nobody sees my face. Yeah. But if my name is on that credit yeah. and Disney wants to look into me, Disney is going to tell me no. Yeah, and Disney right? So it's like, yeah. when I started the job, I didn't think that I was going to like go to LA and meet these people and have these possible opportunities in front of me. Mm-hmm. And now it's like I have the opportunities in front of me, but if I am to pursue them, there's a lot that would just be impossible mm-hmm. or very, very hard to overcome. Um, but that's also okay because there's like, I wouldn't be where I am right now also without it. Yes. Right? Like, maybe maybe I would be. Like, if I went down the makeup road or something, mm-hmm. because that was something else I was considering, was being, like, a makeup YouTuber. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I had gone for it, I would have been very successful yeah. because I'm very passionate mm-hmm. about makeup. I have, like, a lot to offer in that world. Um, and if I had done that, then that would be fine. Yeah. But, like, a lot of the people that I've met, like, they're fans of my yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Totally. I would have met different people and whatever. I, I think that everything happens for a reason. Yes. And I went down this path and I like this path and I love that I have, that I make all of this sexy, empowering content and I have these photos. Like when I'm 60, I'm going to yeah. look back at myself <laughs> like looking fire, mm-hmm. you know, and yep. I'm going to be like, damn, that's me. Mm-hmm. And just because I can't go for that voice acting job doesn't mean that my career as maybe a speaker won't lift off. Exactly. Maybe yeah. I have more power as a speaker because I have such a controversial background. Yes. You I, know? I so, so you have to be real in saying if you enter this world, there are opportunities that will no longer be available to you. And is that unfair? No, it's not unfair because yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Like you're doing something that is considered controversial Mm -hmm. but when you do something controversial controversial doors open yeah so what do you want yeah right and I think I think over time too like everyone always goes for the the obvious is the Kim Kardashian you know example like oh she made a sex tape that's funny when I was younger that's what I thought was like oh well Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton (laughs) to have sex tapes and they're doing fine but it's like (laughs) it's just a different world because they're super rich yeah and and they've got a family yeah they have their family name yeah Yeah. their household name absolutely yeah that's always the example girls go to And, and I don't I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's good to know it can be done. People have done this. Yeah. And I think you and examples like Lena and um, all the other women or men who have crossed over from an adult, you know, themed industry into mainstream are setting good examples that the the, the opinion is changing or there is a shift in what people consider, you know, wrong or what considered. I don't know immoral. how much it's changing. I think it is. I think no. This is what I think. Okay. What do you think? <laughs> I think that we are so involved in our own world that we don't see outside of it. Like we are more every day involved with people that are accepting and are empowering of us. We're so surrounded by it that we don't experience the negativity. Whereas people on the outside, they look in a different way. Yeah. I would agree with you, except for the shock of moving to the Bible Belt has given me because I don't know Into anyone. The, what? the Bible Belt in Tennessee. What's that? It's like a very Tennessee is a very religious, like okay. Southern. You know. Oh yeah, Canada. I keep forgetting. Tennessee <laughs> okay, is I'm like Canadian. a Bible Belt. Okay. I keep forgetting. It's a uh, so like anything below like Tennessee, Kentucky. There, it's a bit more religious. That's a Southern culture in okay. our country. 
So when I moved from Chicago, which is you know, no one cares, to Tennessee, where I don't have friends, I don't have any support system there, just me and my husband and like a few neighbors that we've met. But like my, my town is smaller than my high school was. Mm-hmm. So it's very religious, very conservative. If, if my town finds out what I do, it, it won't go well. Mm-hmm. But I do see the shift in them where they'll watch something on TV and something that you know, they would have never considered okay or behavioral wise as acceptable. Like, oh, it's just, it just is. Like, I feel like, I feel like it's Well, here's the thing that, uh, the place where I think that we mess up is we'll see. So, so if we're doing certain content Mm -hmm. on Snapchat or whatever, and we can compare it, compare it to a Cardi B music video, right? Where she's walking around completely naked and like all all of this stuff. And we kind of look at it as the same thing. But it's it's not really the same thing. Our people don't look at it as the same. Yeah, thing. they don't. Yeah, I I look at it as the same thing. We measure it in like clothing. We're, I'm wearing what she's wearing. It's the same, but the intent yeah. of the viewer is very different. Well, that's the well, that's the whole thing. It's because of the intent of the content. Yes, yes, yes right. Yes. So it's like Cardi's content is meant to make girls feel body empowered yes. or or to really bring positive bring positivity really to like the strip club community yeah. and like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Whereas this intent is to get someone off. Erotica, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the intent yeah. of our content is to get someone off. Yeah. So that's where that's where the line is. Yeah, right? I, I agree with that. Yeah. Definitely. Do you feel like, do you consider webcam porn? No. No. I mean, See, I go I back and know. forth on this. Like, I, do, I do. I, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not in porn. But by nighttime, like, I'm like, oh, I'm in porn. People <laughs> will ask me if I'm a sex worker. Yes. And I'll... And I'll say yes, and then I'll be like, wait, no. Because if I tell you I'm a sex worker, you think that I have sex for money. Yes, that's the only that's thing people consider sex workers. Yeah, right? it totally is. Totally but is. I am in an industry that so promotes sex. sex where the intent of some of my content is to pleasure someone. Yes. Right? Yes. So is that sex work? No, I, I don't, don't know. That's a blurry line too, because like <laughs> we are selling sex or the idea of you know the intent of sex, but sex is used to sell everything. Yeah. So why exactly. are we supposed to feel bad? Well, about because that? this is sex selling sex. Yeah. But or is that, that sex selling a t-shirt? Gatorade. Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never seen a sexy Gatorade uh, commercial. No, they pour like the water over the guy's head and it's like dripping, and uh, we've watched different Gatorade commercials. That's Maybe. the problem. Um, no, but I, I've always had an issue with that. I think it's like, because I do have the marketing background and the business background, it's like, well, I can use sex to sell any any product, any service, but then when I use sex to sell sex, or when it's a woman using sex to sell sexuality, that's not okay. And that really bothers me. Yeah. Because I feel like we should be empowered. We should I don't want think it, to it do doesn't bother bodies. me. No? No, it sucks a little bit. It does But suck. I did it to myself. Yeah. That's how that's I true. look at it. It's yeah. like, I chose to be controversial, and that just goes back to... Before you make this decision, before you get into this, what do you want? Do you want yeah. to be mainstream? Do you want those opportunities? Or would you rather have controversial opportunities? Yeah. So it's like I look at it and it kind of sucks, but it's like I put myself in, in that situation and I'm happy with it. Like, yeah. I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. And I'm surrounded by wonderful people who look at what I do in a very respectful way. And mm-hmm. that's very important. It is. It yeah. Is but at the important. end of the day, like, I'm a realist mm-hmm. about it. And mm-hmm. like I know what it is, and I know why people think the way that they do, and I don't have any problem with it. Yeah, I'm happy to 
talk to people and educate them yes and try and have them come around but if like mainstream media and stuff doesn't want to accept it it's like well this is what i chose i chose to be controversial Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. do you feel like because you are so much now in the influencer world in the youtube world do you feel like like the mainstream media is dying at any at any like level because i feel like what's the question i'm confused like mainstream media like you know people get that watch the news on television versus people that watch philip defranco for instance for their news i feel like there's the next generation has had such a huge shift in internet platforms for their content oh yeah there's youtube channels that make so like it's so many more views yeah than like like, television shows yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, not not so much. The Super well, Bowl. no, but like, well, they have been events. <laughs> Wasn't it an event with like Logan Paul or someone that had they broke the record for view? I have no idea. Something like they? that. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, if, if it hasn't happened, there's some will, YouTubers but that are just sure they're so crazy famous. Yes, but and I feel like with that, with us having so much more control over the content, yeah. mm-hmm. that we can we can make the shift in what oh, we sure. consider is acceptable behavior, acceptable morally or... For sure, but then the more that that shift happens, the more that these companies that are sponsoring channels like like Coca-Cola yeah. or, uh, like, I don't know, whoever's sponsoring Inserting YouTube. Here. It's like yeah. YouTube is dying right now for creators, but it's not dying. It's, it's doing really well for content that's made for kids. Yeah. It's doing really well for content made for families. But nowadays... Even, like, Philip DeFranco, like, I heard on his channel the other day, he censored a swear word. No. Yeah. Because he's losing his monetization. Yeah. He's, he talks about, like, all, all the videos getting ghosted. Or so it's, not. like, these companies are really what's funding you. So it's if you have a YouTube channel, you're making the majority of your income from advertising. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, like, if you have... So, so, so this channel that I worked with recently, Bat in the Sun, they do superpower beatdown. There's like two superheroes that fight against each other. And if there's too much blood or like it's a little too graphic and their, their channel is like very clean. And for the most part, they don't lose their monetization. But like, if there's too much blood, all of a sudden it's like, Hey, this isn't friendly for kids. So it's not friendly for the advertisers. So we're going to strip it of Monetization. monetization so it's like you as the creator can choose to just make this video anyways and if you have other sources of revenue like philip defranco is very smart because yeah, he has um what's his apparel line called for for something people whatever and he has a beautiful <laughs> bastard line too now yeah yeah, yeah so he has alternate mm-hmm. ways to make income so if his video gets demonetized that really sucks but he's got this backup plan yeah where people can go there and that will make the money, right? Whereas yeah. another YouTuber who maybe they're producing really, really high quality content that takes like months to make one episode. Yeah. They're really like messed over. Yeah. Yeah. Because they got all their eggs in that one basket. Yeah. That's it. And that's what's concerning to me about this, the things happening with social media right now with the censorship and everything going on where it's like, okay, we've made this shift where creators are in control of their content. YouTube as a company allowed for something like that to happen. They built the platform. But now we've let in advertisers, which are the same corporations that, you know, didn't give us what we want on mainstream media. And now they're using their money to dictate what we can do on this platform. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I have a feeling there's going to be another creator platform built. There's people trying to do it where it's like, okay, give it back to the creators. Yeah, but it's just going to go back in the end. It's just going to end so? up being that because everything is controlled money. by money. Yeah. And these 
advertisers that can pay enough that would give a creator a living wage. Mm-hmm. Like if you have something like Patreon mm-hmm. or you have um, like Fan Centro mm-hmm. or, or you have these alternate ways to make income, you're generally fine. Yeah. But if you have some high production channel, for example, that costs you $40,000 to make an episode, yeah. you need that YouTube money. Yeah. And you can't get that by not following the rules. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like at the end of the day, like, it is what it is. And I think it will always be that way. You just gotta play the game. Yeah. Like, there's there's obviously exceptions to the rule. And that just ends up being, are you controversial or are you mainstream? And both are gonna make their income in different ways. Mm -hmm. And when you're controversial, you're gonna make less. You think controversial makes less than mainstream? Yes and no. I was like, ah. if you're a really big star and you do really well, yeah, I think that you're fine. Yeah, but if you're entering this controversial world and you're just kind of figuring it out, like it, it and it depends on your job. Like if you're yeah. a YouTuber, it's a lot more difficult for you. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Completely. If you do what we do, yeah, we're fine. Yeah. Well, we have a lot. <laughs> of we're gonna be fine. Fans. We have a lot of fans and a lot of traffic coming from a place where we can target our audience very narrowly and get what we want with our results. Yeah. But I, I worry with the YouTube thing and, and Instagram as well. Like all of these girls are getting their profiles deleted as you so well know, or disabled. Uh-huh. And then that's your income. Like that's yeah, how you I have my YouTube base. channel just got completely demonetized recently. Yeah. They actually took the ability for me to monetize. And it says on my YouTube, like on the dashboard that my content's too sexual. What? But when I read that, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, it is. You feel that way too? Yeah. If if my content's sexual, it's sexual. Like, because I'm willing to embrace, Sexuality like, is such an opinion. It's a, it's a perspective. The, it's, the funny thing is my, my YouTube content is pretty, like, clean. That's what I mean. <laughs> it's pretty clean. It's just that I have a sexual sense of humor. Yes. Or sometimes I'm wearing an outfit like I'm wearing right now. Um... But it is it is what it is. That seems so ridiculous to me. It's it's a bit ridiculous. Especially in the Instagram thing too. It's like you're taking in the modern day and age that our voice is our social media. Like yeah. that's your way to speak to the world, especially if you have a fan base. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you take that away from someone, and you're also taking away their livelihood. So how is it okay for a company to dictate who gets to eat or feed their children or like? Well, if you want that company to pay you, you have to abide by their rules. Yeah, but the company's not like Instagram doesn't pay you. No, but you the platforms, you, your your brands or your whatever. Yeah, it's your that's how. Yeah, but if if Instagram doesn't pay you, then Instagram doesn't have the ability to strip your income. No, 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 not strip your income, but can they delete your profile? They can delete your yeah. profile, but if you are on their company, you're getting if you're on their page, the way that you're getting paid is the ability to be on their page. Yeah. So if you want to get paid, you have to abide by their rules. You've never gotten deleted, even. I've been just, deleted four times. Oh my God. Yeah. But it sucks. are you abiding by their term service? Because I I'm, know so many it, girls this that This is the do problem. Abide. This is the part that I don't like. The, well, I mean, I don't like any of it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be real about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the part that I don't like... <laughs> Again, <laughs> not that I don't like. <laughs> um, the frustration is... The frustration... Thank you. You're welcome. The frustration, Gina. I'm going to take a drink. Uh, I've been doing this a while. It's okay. There's no vodka in my Gatorade, I promise. <laughs> Or in my water bottle. Okay. The frustration <laughs> is that they don't communicate very well where the line is. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be 
people on Instagram that have some form of protection from the Instagram police. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at other girls who are creating content similar to yours and you're like, okay, so a nipple is okay so long as I'm wearing a classy piece of lingerie. And then you post your classy lingerie with your little nipple in it and and you lose your account. And you're like, well, how does this person with 6 million followers have... Or like a Miley Cyrus will just post complete topless. Yeah. Like, why is that okay? I don't know. Right? So so it's like, what, what are the rules? Where are the lines? And that's what's frustrating because it's like, the rules should be the same for everyone. Agreed. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, I don't care how famous you are. I don't care how much, like, money you're making, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. The rules should be the same for everyone, and they're not. I agree. I think that's part of why my frustration is I feel like they don't tell us where the line is because they want the room to dictate what, like, your profile is okay, yours isn't. And and that sounds so personal. It's a company. It's a corporation. They're not, you know. They're not holding grudges. But yeah. I feel like after all this time, we've been asking and asking and asking, what are the terms of service that we violated, you know, trying to appeal things Yeah, around. and if you message them to ask them, they Nothing. won't tell you why you were deleted. Yeah. So it's like, how do we play the game if you don't even give us a rules, you know? Yeah. That's... Like, I'll message. So, so the first time that I got deleted, I messaged, and I was like, is there anything wrong with my account? And I got a message back saying that my account was fine. Yeah, I was told that my stuff was fine. So I just went on about my life and I didn't get deleted again for like another year and a half. So I wasn't too concerned. And then I got deleted again after a year and a half. And I messaged back being like, hey, can you look at my content and tell me what it is is that I posted so that I know what I did wrong? Yeah. And all the, and like no answers now. Yeah. So it's like in the beginning, they were a little more willing to look, but then it's at the, at the, I, I think about my content a year and a half, like a year and a half prior to that, and it really wasn't different. So I'm like, really, where did I go wrong? Because I was told I didn't go wrong. Yeah. So these terms change. Yeah. Over time, and then nobody's willing to tell you what you did that like messed with it. Yeah, I think the communication is the uh, probably ninety percent of the issue for sure. It's the issue with most of these sites, like yes. YouTube, and I think YouTube's getting a little bit better like they, they were really really they're bad trying, and they're, they're trying, trying to, to get back on the wig yeah the wagon. yeah yeah like I, they have this new appeal process i think where i mean I'm, I'm talking about something before i really know what i'm talking about but i think i saw a tweet where they were saying that when somebody tries to strip monetization from something because of a content claim okay. like a copyright, copyright claim, claim they have to point out where in the video that is, Mm -hmm. and then you have to dispute that, which is, like, way better better. than before. Because before it was just, like, this is my content. Yeah. It was, like, where? I had to have an Where in this video is your content? Yeah. All the content I made myself, so tell me where. Yeah. And then then this way, it's, like, you might realize, oh, I did mess up. Mm -hmm. I did accidentally have, like, this person's sign in the background. Yeah, yeah, something stupid. You know, like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I get concerned because it's like all so many businesses are moving online. So many businesses are internet businesses. And when you get so invested, because I am very diversified, but they're all online. Pretty much. I can safely say I think 100% of my stuff is online. I have to think about that for a moment, but I'm pretty sure they're all online. So like, I think to myself, like, cause I'm such a paranoid person. Like, okay, if the internet goes out tomorrow and it's just gone, then what? Yeah. <laughs> what, do you have a backup plan? 
You can just get a normal job. It's just, yeah, go back to the bank. Oh my God, I want to die. Go, go, go sell some more houses. <laughs> like, will they take me I back? Ever, I don't know. I mean, no, I'd find a way. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have yeah, to. I yeah. just sell all my stuff. Yep, there you go. It's a good place <laughs> sell to start. everything I own. It's a good place to start. <laughs> and then I'd take that money and figure it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that, that freaks me out. I, I, I mean, I'm that's worried. not going to happen. No, I can't because our universe would end. Like, the world would come to us. Oh, my God. Home, people banking. would go mad. It'd be like, what's that Mr. Robot show? Have you ever seen that? No. Oh, it's like, it's talked about that. Like, the whole banking system goes down and what happens to the world. And it's like cataclysmal. It's, oh, my goodness. Yeah, dramatic. What a fun idea. Maybe I should not watch shows if I'm, like, paranoid <laughs> about those things. I could just Are avoid that. Are you, like, a black, a black Mirror girl? Like, oh, I totally am. Yeah, I totally I've only am. seen a couple episodes of Black Mirror, but, like, I watched and I was like, I don't don't think this show would be good for my well-being. Yeah, your well-being. Yeah, it's at risk. I assure you. I assure you. I like, wake up in the middle of the night with questions. I have to wake up my husband. And I'm like, oh my god, I don't want you to die. He's like, what? <laughs> you went to bed fine. Like I we're know, fine. Okay. Why do you think we're gonna die? There's so many scary things in the world. Oh my god. Oh my god. So stop filling your head with this I know. craziness. I know. This but is the, why I don't watch television. I don't watch the news, but I do watch like. I actually really only watch YouTube. Really? Yeah. So I do think that people are moving away from. Oh, television. for sure. I mean, I'll watch Netflix. Okay. Yeah. So I just I I've, I've been watching Stranger Things. I'm catching up on that. I know. Like he's not allowed to watch it till I get home. So at this rate, he'll probably never seen it. Are you guys like that? Like, yeah, we're totally like that. We're well. He might not be. He's probably watching it. I'll have to check. But <laughs> I am like, don't watch it without me. This is like my moment with him. You know. Yeah. I don't. Know. Um. When it comes to business. And, like, the things you've learned along the way between everything you've done. What are things that you feel strongly about and things, like, rules you abide by or uh, things that have launched your success that you would say? That's, like, a deep question. Should have gave you that up front. Yeah, I, like, don't know how to... Like, for me, for me personally, the biggest lesson I've learned over all the things I've done is, like, consistency. Like, if you're Oh, you're asking, like, lessons. Yeah, yeah, like... Oh, yeah, every single day. Yeah. Every single day, 30 times a day. Yeah. Because, especially in the online world, people are scrolling. Oh, They're yeah. just scrolling past you. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you stay consistent on that scroll to stay consistent in their minds. Yeah. Yeah. That's half a mind effect. Yeah. That's like, that's stressful too because Very. your job becomes your 90% advertising. Yeah. 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 And it's like, I would it. like to put more of the effort into what I'm actually selling. And it's like, fortunately, I found a good balance where what I'm selling is still high value and I'm mm. doing very well with it. But if I don't focus 90% of my energy on the advertising, I don't make those sales. Yeah. And then I can't make that content. I can't yeah. afford to make that content. Yeah. No, you're totally right. Yeah. Do you feel like everyone in our line of work, influencers, I mean, towards that that side of social media, is just a marketing person? Like, I feel oh, like you have to be. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You're so much more. Yeah. You're like your own marketing person. You're an agent. Mm-hmm. You're just a business person. You're your own accountant. Yeah. Like, you just... It's insane the amount of jobs that you have. The, that's the, the most stressful thing yeah, about okay. being an internet entrepreneur is that there's not much life outside of it. I agree. I would 100% agree. It's like a 24-7 job. And it, get, it doesn't get nearly the respect it deserves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we can't turn it off. Oh, it really doesn't. It doesn't. They, oh, you're one of those Instagram models. You're mm-hmm. one of those, you know, that 
little dig that gets thrown in. It's like, no, you have no idea how hard I work. Like, you yeah. have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, the, like, I love that comment, like, must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I got one today was, like, get a job. I'm like, I have, like, 14. I'm like, you have no idea. That's the one that always gets response it's like, out it's of like me. It's like when you open your eyes yeah. and you're immediately on your phone working. working. Yeah. You know, and then you get out of bed and you eat your breakfast and you're watching some program on your laptop that's really designed to educate you mm-hmm. on your job so mm-hmm. that you can do better. Yes. Like that's your source of entertainment. Yep. And then you mosey on over to your desktop computer and you're editing photos mm-hmm. or you're Video. making sure that you have a good post lineup or you're booking with photographers, videographers, mm-hmm. um, podcasters mm-hmm. whoever it may be mm-hmm. make sure that you that you have a good rapport with them and they know that you're serious because yeah. how often do people in this industry flake all the time and therefore give you a bad name even though you've done nothing wrong yeah. so you have to stay in constant contact yeah. with these people because if you're not in constant contact they're going to be like well this one's going to flake so I think I'm going to flake yeah yeah right <laughs> and then let me leave and then you have to figure out the outfits mm-hmm. like so I do the social media thing the second sexy girl thing, the cam girl thing, the cosplay thing, the YouTube thing. Like I do so many things. And then it's like, for me, if I want to do the cosplay thing, like I have San Diego Comic-Con coming up this weekend and I didn't bring any costumes for it. And for me, that's a huge loss. Mm -hmm. For me, that's not good. But I was so busy doing so many things before this convention that it was not realistic for me to make the costume that I wanted because I needed six days to not sleep Mm-hmm. And just make that costume. Mm-hmm. And that's six days that's really just for advertising. Yeah. And that's yeah. just the six days making the costume, getting no sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, that's very stressful. So it's like, I make this costume. Now I have to present this costume. I have to make sure that people that I meet don't forget my name. Yeah. Now I have to go to a photo shoot for this costume, a video shoot. Then I have to edit these photos. Then I have to advertise these mm-hmm. photos. Like people, they don't really see the depth of it. They're just like, oh, so you take photos of yourself for yeah. a living. You take selfies. You no. take selfies. No, I mean, I do, but no. <laughs> I mean, I do. That's what you see and I get it and yeah. that's fine. Like if, that, if that's all you think, sure, hair flip. I'm yeah. so glamorous. <laughs> I'm so glam. <laughs> Yeah, we got dressed up to go downstairs in the lobby and take Instagram pictures earlier. It's so so funny. (laughs) The secret's out. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. I don't know. I I like watching the world evolve. I like this time that we're in. I think we're in the most exciting time to be alive. I'll Mm -hmm. always think that. Yeah, I'm not complaining. No, I, it's no. a gift. I would not give this up yes. for a regular job no. in a million years. I would rather wake up working and fall asleep working yes. because I'm my own boss. I get to be creative. I get to have so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's opening up so many opportunities. I'm traveling all the time. Yeah. I feel like I'm constantly educating myself. Like I feel like my brain is just expanding. Mm-hmm. I don't have that regular nine to five lull where I'm just looking at the time waiting yes. for it, you know? Yes. I'm very, very grateful. Yeah. But... It's more than people think that yeah. it is. They, they just, yeah, they only see the product and they don't see the, the service and the work behind the product yeah. that leads up to it. I love, like, if I'm hanging out with people and they're, like, scrolling girls on mm-hmm. Instagram and they're like, oh, wow, all this girl does is post cleavage shots and she has two million followers. And I'm like... You're, no. You really don't know the bigger picture. Yeah. I can't even tell you the bigger picture. I don't know how she got those followers. Yeah. 
but she didn't just get them from posting cleavage shots. Yes. That's the meat of yeah. the content, but that's not the only way that she got those. No. Like, maybe she was direct messaging people on the chive, tr- like, for yeah. months on end trying to get posted. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was running around collabing from city to city. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, people don't... They don't see it. Mm-hmm. That's, it's a loss because I think it's such an interesting thing that we are doing. Mm-hmm. That we've harnessed the power of the internet. We've harnessed the collaboration of other creators and we're dabbling in all these little fields like like you said yourself you have the makeup side of you that you can still I'm sure you get recognized for makeup as well because of your cosplay and just your look overall but you can like dabble in all these little bits of different industries like in the future who knows you can have like a a makeup collab or makeup line like a James Charles kind of how he's Mm. well he's all makeup but you know he has with Morphe and all these things um but it opens up doors where you get to kind of be everything you want to be. You don't oh, yeah. have to sacrifice anything. Yeah. So in terms of like that, that 10 year plan that yes. you were asking, how yes. I was saying like it's really difficult to answer that question. Yeah, it's like, I have a lot of things in my mind that I would like, like I would love to have a clothing line. Mm-hmm. I would love to have a lingerie line. Yes. I would love to have a makeup line. Now Eyelash I do line. have something that I'm working on that I'm Ooh. not going to jinx <laughs> by talking about, it. but it's like, there's so many opportunities. I would like to say that I'm going to do all those things. Yes. Right, but who knows where this world's gonna take me? Because I could start a makeup line that blows up and does so well that I have no time to, to do, do anything, anything else. else. Yeah. Or it could just do just well enough that now I can also have a clothing line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But that's the whole the whole thing for me is just having businesses. Yes. yes. So right now I right now my businesses are I'm signing prints. That's like the meat of what I spend my time doing. Really? Yeah. I would not have guessed that. Oh yeah. I would not guess that at all. I would say I spend a lot of time just signing signing posters. Does your hand hurt? Yeah. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> I it bet. really cramps up. It's yeah. like playing video games yes. when you get like the claw. Yeah. It's <laughs> like that. No, yeah, I can't imagine that. Oh, God, yeah. I had to sign posters for like a ring roll tiny thing I did. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay, my hand's dead. This is, yeah. Because yeah. I'll have like a stack of prints like this at the end of every Patreon month that I have to sign through and then I'll go to conventions after oh, signing that person. and there's like a lineup of people that like buy prints and yeah. I'm signing those or they're bringing me like because I was just on a comic book cover that okay. they'll bring me that and I've got to sign that I mean it's great it's, yeah it's blessed I think any model like imagines before they get into things like yes. I'm gonna be a celebrity yeah and yeah. I'm gonna I have to like practice my yeah. signature <laughs> and then when it started happening I remember like when it started happening to me where I was getting all these prints that I had to I was like wow, this is such a chore, but at the same time, this is what I, like, visualized. Yeah, this is what you wanted. This is what I wanted. Like, this is incredible. Like, yeah. how am I selling this many prints? This yeah. is insane. Yes. Yeah, I would not have guessed. I would have thought I would be making the videos, making the Patreon photos. and the. I mean, they all do take a lot of a yeah. lot of time, but I would say in terms of, like, where the direct income is coming in, because all wow. that is advertising. Yeah, that's true. Right? Sure. So it's like if I make a YouTube video, I don't make money on that YouTube video unless someone goes from that YouTube video to verabambi.com and buys a print. I see. Okay. Right? So all your, because you were demonetized, all your YouTube is advertising essentially now. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, it always has been. Well, Even yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. monetized, I was getting like $2 a video. Yeah. Like, yeah. it really, it's nothing. Yeah. But that's not why I did it you. anyway, because I really do look at YouTube as my passion project okay. out of all my things, which is unfortunately why it's on hold right now. Because uh-huh. it's not, because it's like you, you have to put your passion projects aside for the stuff that's... Paying your bills. That's paying your bills. Yeah. 
that doesn't change. Yeah, but I'll be able to pick it back up. I'm, I'm planning to pick it back up in September. So. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so, perfect. hey, make sure you guys check out my YouTube channel in September. That's right. <laughs> Follow her on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Are you on Twitter? You're on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, you. yeah. Um, I've, have you, I feel like that platform has been, like, the safe haven that has, like, not gone I think gone Twitter's going to do so much better I over this too. next two years because there's so many girls that are just so tired of Instagram's BS. Yes. Like, I was even telling my fans, I'm too afraid to post things on Instagram. I, I used to post on Instagram every day, and I still do that on my story. Okay. But I don't post on the feed, the feed every day anymore because it's it's such a risk to yeah. post something because if you get low likes, it affects your algorithm. Mm-hmm. So it's like all of a sudden you're not getting any views mm-hmm. because this one image got low likes. So it's... I'm I'm going through this thing right now where I worked really, really hard to get my Instagram up to almost a million Mm -hmm. followers. Like, I'm at 916K or something. And I used to get, like, 50,000 likes on a photo. Mm -hmm. And this was months ago, like, a long time ago. So where I should be now is way above that. Oh, my God, where I should be. But I think my photos right now are getting, like, 17K likes. Shadow banned. Yeah, I'm shadow banned. And that looks really bad. Yeah. Like, if someone, if a company... Yeah. goes to my Instagram and they see 960 16k followers 17k likes mm-hmm. they're like oh she bought all of her followers yeah it's like if you've been following me for a long time you've seen yes you've seen the, the numbers yeah right but these companies they're not following me for a long time no, they're they have too checking. much going on they're checking people's pages they're checking their interaction trying to validate yeah fortunately I have really good um comments mm-hmm. but because my algorithm is down even though I have a good comment feed, it's not as hype as it should be. Yeah. So it's like the, the companies can go there and see that I'm interacting with my fans, okay. but that's all they can see. Yeah. They don't see what it should be. It's disappointing. Like, yeah. It's that- really, it's, it's honestly soul crushing. Because yeah. it's like the amount of money that I've spent going to conventions or just spent on the ability to make YouTube content. Like you spend so much money on the outfits, the advertising, like all of these things and you watch it build and it's like, it's your baby and you love it and you're watching it grow up with so much pride. And then all of a sudden your baby becomes a teenager. (laughs) And he rebels. (laughs) Decides to rebel against you. That's so accurate. My Instagram right now is a rebelling teenager. (laughs) Were you rebellious as a teen? Was I rebellious? Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's a yes. Yeah. I moved out of my house when I was 16 years old. Really? Yeah. Just because? Because I'm stubborn and crazy and I wanted to live with my boyfriend. Mm. And I thought the world was against me. And I had a bad relationship with my stepmom. Gotcha. Who I have a great relationship with now. Mm. <laughs> Good follow-up. <laughs> yes, very important, very important. Yes. She's everything. <laughs> do you, well, how was your upbringing? Did, do you have, like, a, were you very close to your family? What was, what was your upbringing? My upbringing's crazy. It's a whole other podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. I, like, kind of want to tell my story. I'll give you the gist of it. Okay, give me, sh- in a nutshell. I have five sisters. Oh, wow. All from different fathers. Okay. My mother is a paranoid schizophrenic. Okay. I lived with my I lived with my mom until I was ten. Moved in with my dad, who was with uh, my stepmother, right. who I view as my actual mother. I don't have a relationship with my mom. Okay. Um, and there's two of my sisters who I have no relationship with now. Oh wow. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. 
No, I, I have mental illness in my family, so oh, it's really? something that I'm super passionate about. Yeah, my, oh my grandmother God. is uh, like extreme bipolar, and then uh, now, right now, we're dealing. We think that she's study has dementia setting in, oh, and no. I just lost an aunt to dementia. Um, we have a lot dementia of dementia. Very common. It's so common. It's it, scary. It's is very scary. I'm it's, so like afraid of that happening to like a loved one or myself. Yes, I know. It it was very. It's really scary sad. when you have mental illness in your family too, because you know it could be, yes. you could end up with it, or yep. you could pass it on to a child. Yeah, it's like that's my. I would say if I had to pick a biggest fear in life, I I always have that self doubt in my head where I'm like, am I crazy? Like, not in, all even, the time. Yeah, and, and time. I'm like, I'm a very even keel, level headed. I would call person, myself that too. And most people in my life are like, oh wow. Because, you know, chicks are crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a girl, you're like, you're very even heel. But mm-hmm. I constantly, it's like my biggest fear. But that's, of everything in my life, mental health is my number one priority. Oh, that's amazing. Like, if I'm slipping at all, all my work stops. Okay. Everything stops. That's amazing. But I work constantly. Yeah. Right? And, and that's sort of the way that I look at it. Okay. It's like if I wake up and I work every single day and I'm hustling constantly, then when my mental health starts to slip... I'm stopping it in a second. I'm canceling everything. And people, like, it, you just have to understand. Yeah. Because yeah. that's just self-care. You yeah. have to. I'm so bad at that. I, I'm, oh, like, man, I, you have to. I, it's, it's so, it's really, like, that's something that, that's why when I did this event this weekend for Spread the Love, it was perform on mental health. Mm-hmm. So it was very, I was very excited to be here and yeah, to represent the company. Yeah, yeah, very personally invested. Because, like, even my family life in the last, like, five, maybe five, yeah, five years has been um, a little chaotic where I had the most stable family life. Um, and it was because of mental illness in the family. So to see that up close and personal when I was before my grandma lived, lived in Canada. So I was very removed from it at the time. But, like, to watch this person that I knew and loved go from someone I didn't recognize, the behaviorally, is so hard. It's like it's like losing a person. Yeah. it's It's so hard. Yeah. And I don't know. I always question myself. It's like my biggest fear is like I I don't want to be a burden to my husband or to my family. Yeah. And it's always in the back of your head. That's my biggest fear is like. So because my mom's schizophrenic, she has a bunch of other disorders too. But that's like the main that's the main okay. thing. Um, they say one in every four children of a schizophrenic parent is schizophrenic. Really? Like it's very, yeah. It's like I did not it's know genetically that. very strong to be passed on. Like your huh. odds are not good. Um. And I have, or my, my mom, this, the schizophrenic mom has four daughters. Yeah. <laughs> so we've always been like, which one? Which one, <laughs> <laughs> which one that's is great. it? And my mom has five sisters, so that's what we always say to them. We're like, it's going to be one of you. Who's it going to be? Oh that's my God. so funny. That's so funny. It's like such dark humor when you're like laughing at it. What else can you do though? What else can you do? (laughs) My sister and I, we make fun of it all the time. I think sometimes we make people uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the only option. It is so sad. It really is. Yeah. I don't know. I I have concerns about that for sure though. I I do try to take better care of my mental health. Like with all the traveling I'm doing, I find that coming home and like this is a day to myself I'm doing nothing today except like the minimal of what's required to keep my businesses alive yeah. and like taking oh I'll drop you on that really mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do Snapchat, if, if, but, but, but I find that it happens to me very rarely for that reason mm-hmm. like I have mental breakdowns very very rarely I don't remember the last time I had one yeah and that's and I think a lot of that is like I have this thing in my head where it's like if I'm not feeling okay I won't do anything like, That's I will literally, I will drop it all, and I will focus on what's going on. Okay. 
what do you, how do you deal with things? Like, do you have any kind of process or system or like when you need that mental break, is there something that you do? Like, yeah, I watch YouTube videos. Yeah. Just relax and like, yeah, I, there's a lot of people who I very much look up to and admire, like, like Tony Robbins, Mm -hmm. for example, he's people like that are very helpful to me. So if, if something's going on in my head, I will literally just go on YouTube and I'll, and I'll search it. And sometimes a speaker who I already admire is talking about Mm. the topic or sometimes it's just a random video. And I find that it's, it's really just, I find that it's really just educating yourself. Mm. Like the smarter you are with what's going on, the less it goes on. Yeah. You won't be a victim of it. Yeah. It's like, why am I having this thought? Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of go through the path of like where it's coming from and if it's real. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the thoughts that I'll have that make me mentally unwell, they're not real. Yeah. You know, like they're not based on anything real. And if they are, you can move on from them. Mm -hmm. But, but then discovering if it's real or not is how you discover, is this something that I have to let go of and move on? Do Mm -hmm. I have to like, what's the process of getting this toxic energy out of my life? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done any like therapy or anything like that? I had a therapist once when I was a teenager and it didn't last. No. Cause you're just a stubborn kid. Oh, okay. So it's like, it doesn't help. Yeah. You know, like, like you're 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 going through all this stuff. I'm like on drugs all the time, like doing all sorts of rebellious stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I almost like not even really telling the therapist what's going on. on. Okay. So you weren't even, yeah, you weren't open to it. I'm just like messing around. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so I have to be here. (laughs) (laughs) One of those. One of those. Yeah. I was a, I was a very misbehaved kid. Like very misbehaved, very crazy. And what, what did you do? What, what kind of things? I did a lot of drugs. Um, I stole a lot. I have a. I yeah. stole from Coles. I got a lot of Coles. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> Life after isn't like grand larceny, but I stole a car once. See. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't me. I was in the back seat. Oh, okay. <laughs> My yeah. friends stole the car. I was just there. <laughs> That's great. Um, mostly drugs, I would say, was the most intense thing. The drugs and, and a lot of shoplifting okay. um, was the most intense shoplifting. And like, now I'm, like, not that person at all. Not yeah. even close. Like, I'm, like, my whole life is very much just everything and everybody I involve myself with it's like if you're not a moral person I don't want to have anything to do yeah. with you like that's yeah. very much who I am now it's yeah. it's like black and white I feel like surrounding yourself with good people is so important and I am very much like that like I've had a lot of I have friends that were good friends but I've had to cut them out of my life and people will make comments to me like well you just cut everyone out of your life I'm like yeah I'm very good at it because I know what serves me you know yeah. you get to a point where like this relationship is not benefiting me and not in a in a like a, a vain way but like we are not getting anything out of this like there's no point to spend time here or invest mm-hmm. anything else in this relationship and I think I find that is very black and white where a lot of people struggle with that but like, like I'm not assisting them they're not assisting me and it's getting to the point of it being just toxic. like emotionally like if you're always calling me with the drama going on in your life and I'm always there for you but for some reason I've never trusted you with oh like an emotional vampire yes yeah. yes yes I'm like there's no reason to continue this like mm-hmm. you have to protect yourself in that way yeah and I'm very good at the self-preservation thing but, and, and I always get the comments like, well, you just cut them out of your life. I'm like, I only cut people out of my life who, like, really shouldn't be my life. Like, yeah. they're there by chance and 
you know, we're all grown ups and can do our own thing. And yeah, for sure. It's been very easy to talk to you. You're very um, personable and like down to earth and very humble and approachable and all these things. Thank you so just, much. Just say no. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. Mm. I think I'm just comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been really easy. Thank you. Um, let's see what else. There's, it's funny because I've had like eight years of knowing of you. So I've had like all You've these You've known of me for eight years? I've known of you since I started camp. You've known of me for... Okay, so you've been camming for eight years? Yes. So Wow, I didn't know you'd known me for that long. That's I've crazy. I've known of you, yeah. Because I knew like you and then Spring Nelly, and I was like big into Tumblr at one time and like... Oh yeah, I used to be all over Tumblr. Yeah, yeah so I, I knew you guys, I believe, from Tumblr. So you know like my edgier content, like yes. my more gothic kind of yes. stuff. Oh dark my hair, goodness. Dark makeup, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. so crazy. It's so funny. Not a lot of people know that. Really? Yeah, like no, not a lot of people follow my stuff. I mean, Same. obviously I have way less followers then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I knew you from then. So it's been really cool. So I mean, it's been so cool to see what you've done for me because I've seen a lot of it. Like I just, you know, you'll come across my feed. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, bear. Oh my God, that makes me feel so much happier being here. <laughs> so <laughs> cool to me. Come into a strange hotel room with some girls. No, I love this. <laughs> no, no, I know that's you. That's so funny. I love you. No, and I've always admired, you've always done things very businessy and that's what mm-hmm. I gravitate to is like people who take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got into camp, there's, I got into camp around time, a couple of my friends were in camp and I always, I wasn't put off with them to take it seriously, but it was just like, I'm taking this seriously and I wanted to make that very clear. Like I'm not going to just go half-ass this. Like I want my, I'm either in it or I'm not in it and I was all in it. Mm-hmm. That was on, also under my first name. When, when I took real estate, it kind of backed away, and now it's all out there again. So, Did you uh, ever run into any issues when you were doing real estate? Mm-mm. So no. nobody, like, recognized you or anything? Uh, no, they found me now since. Yeah. Since I'm, like, a client that keeps sliding into my Twitter DMs. Who, oh, no. Yeah, he's just like, uh, you know. Will you help me get a house? No, or... not anymore. He's just, like, watching my content. And uh, recently, oh, had, wow. recently had a doctor. How do you I, feel about that? When somebody from your life Real comes life across your over. stuff. Um, I have two things. If it's, like, a girlfriend or something, I don't care. Like, they just want to follow me. Totally cool with that. No issues. But when it's, like, someone that it's inappropriate for them to be viewing me that way, that bothers me. Because it's... Yeah. The intent is different. Yeah. I always... I always... Uh, the only time I ever had issues with that was with photographers. Yeah. So a photographer would come in my chat room and they would like make it aware that they're that photographer. That's and I would be like, so weird. I don't think that they understand how inappropriate that is. Yeah. I think and I don't know why they don't understand that. <laughs> well the thing is they're so like confident and like mm. just blazant about it. Like yeah. like hi, I'm I'm your photographer that's gonna be working with you in two days. And I'm like Oh, before uh, you've worked with them. Yeah, either before or after. It's happened a couple times. That's crazy. Yeah. That's and it's okay. like, that is so inappropriate, and I don't want to work with you now. Yeah. And it's it's one of the reasons why I have such a small group of okay. photographers that I'll work with. Oh, okay. And I'm only just now comfortable enough to tr- start trying to work with new people. Other people. Yeah, because I've, I've been trying to branch out a little bit more in L.A. because I'm here a lot. Mm-hmm. So I'm already, I'm already guilty of not working with people because people will, like, reach out to me, and I'll be like, uh... 
I have like Martin and Jim and you know, that's enough. But then I try and tell myself like Barry, you have to work with other people, yeah. but it's, it's very much like you get comfortable though. You do. And I, I get concerned with photographers who don't understand the lines. Now yeah. I'm, I'm a very professional woman. Mm -hmm. So when something awkward happens at a shoot, I make sure that it's that just. problem is taken care of. Yeah. But there was a time when I didn't know how to deal with that, mm. right? Yeah, I worry about that with women that are just modeling. Like, I worry yeah. about that because I worried with my sister because my baby sister got into this world. Oh, okay. So she's she's coming, and when she started, I was like, don't work with photographers unless I approve of them. And she's obviously working with photographers that yeah. I don't approve of, yeah. but I'm very much, or didn't approve of, mm -hmm. not not saying that they're bad, but yeah, just yeah. saying she just went she just ahead and her own. Thing. Her own. Yeah. yeah. Which which made me very like nervous because I had been in very like not the greatest situations in the yeah. past. Like fortunately nothing dangerous, mm -hmm. but like I had this one situation where I was working with this photographer for a while and I really liked his style and mm -hmm. like the photos that he was delivering to me were like really great and like well edited. And then I don't know what happened, but one day we went to do a shoot. And I, I was really into it. I brought all these great outfits because I was thinking, this guy's so great. Like, mm -hmm. I'm getting all this great stuff from him. And we we came across this lot with, like, school buses in it. Oh, cool. And I was like, oh, this is dope. What a yeah. cool location. So we walked up and we asked them if we could shoot in the school bus. And they were like, yeah. So we were shooting awesome. inside of the school bus. And in the middle of the shoot, he's like, you're making me hard. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I was just like, okay. And I didn't know how to I didn't know how to deal with the situation yeah. at the time. Yeah. Right? And the thing is, like, he picked me up at my house. Oh. We drove to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So now I'm like nervous. Like, how I'm like am I actually get home scared of this situation. And then like we keep shooting and I just completely ignored what he said. And he's like, all right, let's go to the next location. And the next location is a motel. And now I'm like at this motel. Oh. And I have no way home except for through this guy's car. And at the time, I'm so broke. I can't just call an Uber. Yeah. Yeah. And fortunately, nothing bad happened. But, like, that situation scared me so much. Absolutely. And it's like, how do you not know how inappropriate it I is to say that? I don't know why guys don't understand where that line is. That, that bothers me so much. I think that, like, a lot of guys do know and they get it. But some guys are just absolute idiots. You think? I think, yeah, I agree with you. Or they're very aware, and they think that it's going to get them somewhere. I feel like some men, I mean, obviously I'm not a man, so I can't speak on that behalf, but I feel like a lot of guys think, like, oh, you're already naked, you're open to me, saying, like, that's yeah. not inviting anything. This is professional. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know why. This is so a professional difficult. photo shoot. And also, when I got the photos back from mm -hmm. him, like, none of them were edited. No. None of this. So it was, like, at some point when working with him, everything flipped. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that's so scary that you can go from having a trusting relationship with mm -hmm. someone to having them just completely flip on you. Yeah. Yeah. So scary. I, uh, I never worked with him again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I, my experience was I had a, my doctor, my actual professional doctor. Are you kidding? No. Slid into my Twitter DMs and was trying to message me and, like, make comments. And I asked him, like, do, do you, this this is wildly inappropriate, don't you think? He's like, I don't know, is it? Yeah, yeah, it fucking is. It's fucking appropriate. It was it Your was doctor my can't he doctor. like lose his license? He could. He could. He's listening, I'm sure. I'm sure. Ew. I know. I it would was, do something about it. Oh, it was addressed. 
Uh, I'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh my god. It was god. addressed. It was addressed. <laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, I won't, I won't put that on the podcast because that's my back pocket just in case. Did you have like any bad experiences? Like bad, bad? Bad, like in person, like in a dangerous situation? Yeah. Um, the only time I've felt like I was in a dangerous situation was at like that conventions where I was, I, the security just wasn't there for the girls. Mm. So that has been a thing that I was very unhappy with. Um, I've had, like, the stalkers and the trolls. Like, I've had guys come in and, like, troll me and tip, like, my real address or my real legal name oh in the gosh. camera room. Oh, my gosh. I've never had anything like well, that. Well, when they tip it, you can, even if you block them, their tip note still shows. Or it did. I don't know if it's still that way, but it did um, oh, wow. on our site. I never got harassed or anything like really? that. Really? Yeah. The, no, the worst situation I ever had was the one I just told you. Oh, okay. I've actually been really lucky, but I've, heard, lucky. I've heard from people, like, really bad things. Yeah, I've had um, a girl, like, uh, who was on another episode? She, she, the guy like hacked her computer and found all information about her family and all this, all that stuff. It's, it's really scary because the the techno technological side of things, we we're not t- IT people. Like we, most of us know our way around a computer pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. But still, there's things like I don't know what a hacker's capable of. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm paranoid about iCloud. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I. It's I mean, I don't, I don't worry about stuff like that. Like, I feel like my attitude is I already put it out there. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I'm not worried about my nudes. I'm worried about my, like, my physical location. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Like, a lot of girls don't know that there's metadata on photos. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. That That's a big one. I'm like, no, every photo you take, like, on an iPhone or cell phone or Oh, device, yeah, you're super cautious about stuff yeah. like that. You have to strip- my, my previous boyfriend, the one who, who showed me what camming mm-hmm. was, he was very, very protective. Oh, good. I, like, I was, I was always super, super protected. It was like, if I, if I got in an Uber, he was watching that Uber the whole time. Or, um, if I posted a photo, he was, like, making sure that it was stripped of the data, mm-hmm. even though I was already stripping it of the mm-hmm. data. He was double-checking double for me. That's good. You know, like, he was he was a great teammate in that, in that way. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like now that you're a lot more recognizable because of your following that you are concerned at all? Like, when you're out doing things? The only thing or... that worries me is not having my phone in my hand. Okay, if something <laughs> so, like, happened. if I place my phone down and look the other way. So, okay. like, I'm very protective of my phone. Gotcha. Um, but I'm generally, like, surrounded by people who are very capable of making sure that I'm protected. And I'm, I, I'm pretty confident in myself. Okay. So, I don't worry too much. I, I get the, like, <clears throat> like, if I get, like, I don't know if it's just me or if it's just the climate things are in with, I don't know. But when I get to, like, an elevator, if I'm in an elevator with a man and the doors close and I'm alone, I it's in the back of my head, like, really? something could happen. Yeah. Like, oh I always God, have I don't that. Know that. Or if I'm, like, walking alone somewhere and someone's walking behind me, I start to just, I'm very aware that. I mean, I'm very, I'm very aware, like, yeah. if I'm walking alone in the dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't walk alone in the dark. <laughs> I try to avoid such things. But, but yeah. But no, I'm not concerned, like, in an elevator. I don't know. I think. So when I talk to girls often, I think that I have a lot of positive relationships with men. Mm-hmm. So I don't, maybe I'm blind a little bit because okay. I don't feel very much fear or threat yeah. around guys. I actually find my feel, I feel very safe around mm-hmm. a lot of guys, but I'm also, I think a pretty good judge of character Okay, and I'm very focused on like how morally driven someone is. Like, the last person that I dated, for example, was, like, just an extremely moral person. The person that I'm dating now is, like, very moral and, like, idolizes superheroes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, 
so I find that the more that I surround myself with people like that, like I feel like I live in this very protected like bubble world. Yeah. yeah. So maybe if I'm by myself, I'd be like a little bit concerned, but for the most part, I, I don't. That's good. That's refreshing to hear. Fear. Yeah. That's refreshing to hear. Yeah. That's that has not been my uh, what women have generally said. So that's yeah. so nice to hear. I think a lot of girls have a lot of negative experiences with guys. Yeah, like when I talk to girls, like a lot of girls have been through a lot of bad things. I've been very fortunate to be surrounded by amazing men. Mm-hmm. So like, like a lot of the reason why I love my job so much is because I look up to a lot of men. Mm, like I, okay. I, I find like a lot of girls aren't like that. Yes, maybe it's because my dad. But, like, I'm very, I have, like, a very positive outlook on guys. That could be. You do have a good relationship with your dad. It's funny yeah. how, like, the parent thing comes into play. So oh, yeah. psychologically with people. Yeah. It's funny because I, I have a harder time with women than I yeah. do with men. I have a really hard time with women. Yeah. I have a hard <laughs> time with women as well. But I, I just, I don't trust many people. I'm very mm-hmm. reserved in that sense. Like, yeah. I'll, anyone could tell me anything. I, I, I can have deep conversations with people. But, like, the doing the podcast has made me very vulnerable. And yeah. it's very uncomfortable, but I think that's why it's good for me. I'm so vulnerable online. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I put everything out there it's and I easier just don't there. care. Yeah. 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 But it's how you build rapport with people who can't be there, too. It's yeah. necessary. Otherwise, you won't succeed, I think. Yeah. I just enjoy it, too. It's almost like it's like a source of life documentation and also like a source of therapy. In a way. It is. I agree. I love it. <laughs> it is. And you're coming to like a chat room or a your your following is always people that like you for generally mm-hmm. so you're in a very supported space online mm-hmm. you know you, usually when you log into your chat room or you log in anywhere your platform that you're on it's not just trolling like there are people that want to see you and want to see succeed and do good things and all of that so it is a it's a safe place yeah. and it has been that for me so the podcast especially has been that Oh, I want to do a podcast. When are you going to do it? I'm so excited. Well, it's not the focus right now. No, no, no. Okay. But it's, I, I'm not even certain if I'm going to do it. You should. You should. You have such a cool story. So when I, when I originally started wanting to do a podcast, I had like, this is so unhealthy and crazy. So it was with, it was, I was with my ex and I want to be clear that I'm not saying anything negative about him. I actually have a very positive relationship with him right now. And he's a wonderful person. Um, but I started like, we, I felt like our conversations, like I, I felt like we stopped relating to each other. Okay. Okay. And I would watch these couples podcasts and I would watch, it was like, oh, so they're like in a situation where they have to have a topic every day and then they discuss it and Mm -hmm. whatever. So I was considering doing my own podcast, but then I was also considering having him on as a guest and then transitioning it into being our show together. And he was on board for it. Um, But I felt like when he and I split, my interest in podcasting went way down. Oh, okay. And I was kind of like, okay, so I really wanted to do this because I wanted my ex to talk to me. Oh, okay. Right? This is like, like a little sad. No. Well, I, just, I don't want to make him like no, sound no, no. bad. It's, I think it's just like we, we grew apart a little bit. Yeah. Right? That, that happens. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I could see that. I find that there's certain things that translate into my work that I lack in real life. Like there's certain, I don't like I don't have a relationship with my dad or I, I do now a little bit, but I didn't at first. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm having conversations with men online, when they'll talk about their daughters, like, I felt very fulfilled, like, trying to express the daughter's perspective to their father. Because mm-hmm. online, people are looking for a little bit of a therapy session on occasion. They are telling you about your life, their lives. 
So like when they're talking about, you know, troubles at home or troubles with the wife or whatever it might be, it's like I felt like I was fulfilling a duty or like I was I was gaining something out of that. And I felt like it was because I didn't have that. Yeah. But like relationships, I've been pretty lucky in relationships for the most part. So there's nothing on that arena. Maybe for girls, I've I really gravitated towards girls in the industry because I found them relatable. But I have had trouble with that too. I've had yeah. a lot of trouble with that. How so? Um, there is, there's girls I had filmed with in the past, and everything's resolved now, but girls I had filmed with in the past when I was younger, and when I went into real estate, I asked for those videos to be removed to protect my career, and they refused to do it. So that was really bothersome to me, because I thought, if as people that were colleagues and worked together on a professional level, I had done that for other girls, and I thought that was like an unwritten rule, mm-hmm. which maybe that was silly of me, naive yeah. of me to assume, because um, it is someone's money, I mean, at the end of the day. But, um, I mean, like I said, it's resolved now. But I've had a lot of trouble girls with the other girl, like a good friend of mine that was supposed to work together and that fell apart. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, it's, the podcast has been cool because I've found girls that want to have a relationship in that sense. They want to have someone that can relate to them and talk them through things or share their experiences mm-hmm. versus the women I had gravitated to for before that had not. Who, who do you find is like the majority of the people that listen to this podcast? Do you think it's like girls or? My audience is 50-50. Is it 50-50 on the podcast? That's yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, I, I thought that too. Yeah, it's 50-50. Wow, because on your other content, it's probably like 90% it's all that, yeah. and then the rest is like, it's yes. like 10% girls, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Even I, like, I think mine's like 85-15. Okay. okay, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. This and that's what I thought that was so strange too. But it's like the men that are coming from, you know, my adult world and that they do want to know about my real life and what goes on. And then it's a lot of people from my real life who support me and care about me that are tuning in and want to know about my other life because they don't get that perspective. So it's been kind of cool. And it's cool to like a lot of people in my real life didn't know I had gone through certain things that I talked about on the podcast. So I would have people like reaching out to me and be like, I never knew that was going on with you. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. It is. It's really cool. And it's a, it's a cool uh, See, like a part of me wants to too, because if I do like a YouTube video, my mom and my dad watch it. Okay. And then later on, they'll talk to me about it. And I'm okay. like, oh, wow, they're like really involved in my life when yeah. I do YouTube videos. Yeah. So part of me is like, well, if I did a podcast, you know, there would kind of be something for them too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. My mom, like, she would, like, send my podcast links to all of her friends. Like, they all listen. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really sweet. And That's so cool. It's been therapeutic, too. Like, yeah. honestly, to bring the worlds together. It's been good. Yeah. It's been good. But you've already kind of done that. Yeah. Yeah. I did that from the beginning. You were open of it with everything right away? Like, right away. Okay. I think Before I even started. Really? Well, so this is what happened. When I wanted to be a suicide girl, I didn't think my dad knew what that was. Okay. Because he's not on the internet at all. Yeah, yeah. But they'd done, like, they'll do appearances at concerts. Mm. And he's, you know, he's a fan of, like, rock. Good music. Yeah, yeah. it's, like, good music <laughs> from, like, the, the 60s to the 80s, mm-hmm. you know? Like, good stuff. And so I guess they had done, like, I think the suicide girls did, like, Guns N' Roses. Something like, like that. They, they, they've done a couple shows. So when I discovered Suicide Girls, I actually didn't know that they were nude. Okay. I didn't know. Okay. Um, this is funny how I got into everything, but I didn't know that they were nude. I just, I was really into makeup mm-hmm. and I was really into like gothic fashion. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I was kind of just starting to get into the tattoo community, and I was interested in being a tattoo artist. Okay. Which I actually, I was a tattoo artist for a little that's while. That's so cool. I've that. done a lot of my own tattoos. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Are you left-handed? <laughs> no, you're right-handed. Okay. I'm right-handed. So that makes sense. No. <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> um, so I remember one day I was talking to my dad, and he was like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, I'm going to be a suicide girl. And then he just, like, looked at me, and I was like, do you know what that is? <laughs> no, I think he knows. I think he knows. And he was like, yes, I know what that is. He was like, that's girls in their underwear. And I was like, I mean, not really. I was like, well, I don't really know what it is. But, <laughs> but then I remember I was filling out the application, and I was too young at the time. Oh, I was okay. filling out the application, and I got that message. I was like, oh, you're too, like, yeah. you have to be of this age. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I'm not. And then I just kept filling out the application to just see what it was. I was like, oh, okay, so I'll be this age in like a year, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there was like the sample sets, oh. like the sample photo sets of like, this is what's expected. And I remember opening the first photo set and it was just like completely nude. And I was like, oh my God. Like I was in <laughs> shock. I was not expecting it. Wow. But like it took me five minutes to decide that I wanted decision. to be a part of it. Okay. Like I was just like, okay, whatever. And I was, like, very unconfident in my body. And, like, I felt so ugly. And, like, throughout school, I was always, like, made fun of for being too skinny. And just, like, throughout life, I was, like, had a very, very pretty older sister who was, like, constantly idolized for being so gorgeous. And I was, like, the ugly sister. So, like... It's hard to believe, but okay. But for me, it was, like, this sorority of, like, weirdos. Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what Suicide Girls yeah, is. Yeah, So, it's, like, these girls with, like, tattoos and they're goths and they're suspension artists yes. and, like, whatever. So, I was, like, I just want to be a part of that. If mm-hmm. I have to take off my clothes to be a part of this girl group, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> so, that's, like, really what promoted me to do it. And the funny thing, the unfortunate thing was I found that when I did meet those girls, they were not the nicest. Really? Yeah, but I ended up loving the job enough that it mm. didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you gotta just do it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that I, I, I don't know why the decision for nudity yeah. was so easy for me, because I did, I struggled a lot with body image. Like, that was very difficult for me. Mm-hmm. But, and I meet girls who are, who, like, not envy, but they're curious about cam, or they're curious about Snapchat, or adult, or anything. And, or even just like doing like a podcast or doing a YouTube thing, they just don't have the confidence in themselves to do the thing. Yeah, it really starts there. Like, I remember the first time that my content went out and how crazy and scary that was. Yeah, that moment. And I remember the moment it was like, it was literally just deciding once I click this post button, It's it's out there. And it was like, just do it. Yeah. Like, if you don't do it, you're never going to, you'll never know. Yeah. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And I felt, like, so socially inept already that yeah. it was like, whatever, you can't destroy my social life anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's very much where yeah. I was at the time. Yeah. That's why I felt like I had nothing to lose. So mm-hmm. I just, like, put it out there. That's so funny. So you were in a, like, nothing to lose sort of situation, yeah. too. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've always, I've always stood by my decisions. I always felt like I made really good decisions for my life and the things I wanted to do. Um, but with my body image, that was like, well, how am I, gonna, how am I comfortable getting naked on the internet when I'm like, I don't like myself. Like that was very, a weird yeah. place to be. It's so weird because it is very much like, like it started out as a self-hatred mm-hmm. and then it grew into a self-love. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. It's like, it was almost like someone. I was at my last, like my last, it was like the straw, the straw that broke the yeah. animal's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah. it's like I have my wits end mm-hmm. with like life mm-hmm. and I was like I just need to try something I just need adventure I just need to like whatever yeah like my life is bullshit I need some <laughs> I need some spice mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> no that's so true and it I feel like I've gotten weird I've gotten to love myself through it and oh yeah and, and I'm, yeah. I'm so like it's so funny because there's people that had a confidence that I admired before I got into it and then within a year, my confidence had passed theirs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I felt that I was helping guide them on, like, learning self-love. Yeah. And, like, it's so crazy how fast I learned to just fall in love yeah. with myself and not care. Yeah. Because it, cause it's like it's like you get beat down so much. Totally. That it come, comes to a point where you realize that it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And you get a thick skin putting yourself out there. Yeah. So it, it, that helps, too. Yeah, that so it's like, it, it just becomes to a point that it's like someone could say, like, the worst thing to you, and you're like, bitch, I'm hot. Yeah. <laughs> you might not, you might not think it's that someone thinks it's somewhere, it's all that matters. Like, yeah. yeah. So, and it, you, I think it, t- it teaches you to not take yourself so seriously. Too. Oh, yeah. Because when you're on the live stream of anything, like, mm-hmm. fuck-ups happen. Like, oh, you yeah. need a sense of humor and a personality. And people don't. Do think you remember that. your first live stream? Do you remember clicking the button oh, for yeah. the first time? Oh yeah, totally. I was terrified. I was not as excited. I was so scared. I was, excited. I was so scared. How, what was your first like session like? What was it? So I worked for a website where you couldn't see the girl. Oh, okay. And you would just talk to her. Oh, okay. And then you had to pay to see her. Oh, cool. So that's where I started. Okay. Um, and I remember telling the member, "I've never gone private before. I'm really scared." Like, like I was fully vulnerable. Like, I'm terrified right now. And he was like, that's okay. That's fine. And he was, like, very, just very nice person. Mm-hmm. And we went private. And he was totally fine with me moving at my own pace. Yes. Which I think a lot of people think that um, the guys are super aggressive and no, stuff. But it's like you kind of, you set your own standard. Yes. Like, if you're okay with the guys being aggressive, they'll be aggressive. Yeah. But if you tell them you're not comfortable, like, you you can close that cam at yeah. any point. Yeah. Right? And just walk away. They can find someone else. But I've, I've found nothing but just, like, really warm, wonderful people. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, he's, like, slept and moving my own pace. So I didn't even think that I got naked yeah. in my first show. I don't think I got naked the first I think night. I, like, danced a little bit. Yeah. And then after that, I was just comfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah. after the first one, it was just, like, okay. Do you find if you don't stream for a long time and you go back, you get nervous? Because I find, like, no. when I take long time periods of time off, I'm, like, ooh. This is... Well, no, because I'm never really off off cam or off, off camera oh yeah not off camera no yeah so it's like i'll be off of being you know on a webcam site mm-hmm. for like over a month mm-hmm. but i'm on my instagram story and i'm on my youtube and yeah. i'm constantly going i've never put the camera down since i started wow like i've never i've just been going <laughs> just, yeah. never <laughs> like a little hint of crazy in your eye when you said that and I was just like oh okay okay no there really is a little crazy there though I think my crazy recognizes you're crazy <laughs> I'm like wow she really saw that yeah, I saw it. Yep. I'm just going <laughs> just gonna go
do you ever think that your life, what it would be like if it turned out differently? Like, have you gone a different direction? Or yeah, you... sometimes I, I'll think about, like, so no matter what, I'd be an entertainer. Mm-hmm. I know that. A hundred percent I would be an entertainer. Because, like, growing up, I was I was an artist. I drew a lot. And any time that I ever approached any sort of career in that, I was miserable because I just felt like, um, like I don't like being told what to do in terms of being creative, and it's a lot of that. Okay. So tattooing didn't work out for me. Oh, okay. Um, so I would definitely be an entertainer. And sometimes I wonder if I would know what I know or be as successful or if I would have pushed as hard mm-hmm. because being a cam girl opened up the gates of getting income right away. Yeah. Whereas if I took another avenue, like if I were, the other thing that I wanted to do was to be like a a beauty YouTuber, Mm -hmm. if I had taken that avenue, I wouldn't have made income right away. So I don't know how determined I would have been because when I was younger, I was not very consistent Mm -hmm. and I was not very... I mean, I definitely, like, aimed for a goal and, like, would not stop until I had it. So I think I should have a little more faith in young me than I do. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting, though. I think yeah. that it would be very similar. It would just be the the difference between mainstream and not mainstream. Gotcha. And I think I was so rambunctious and crazy when I was younger that I probably would have done some very embarrassing things online anyways. <laughs> So probably the same. Yeah, so probably that. Right where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. I really, yeah, I think I am right where I'm supposed to be. And I'm happy. That's the biggest thing. That's what matters, right? That's the biggest thing. Well, I feel like we've covered everything I can think to ask you. I feel like I know you. We talked so much. We did talk so much. This was great. This was awesome. I'm so glad you did this. Thank you for having me on. Of course. You're welcome. Anytime. Oh my god, yeah, we should do this again. Yes, not a problem. I'm gonna be all over the world these days, so Yay! Wherever we cross paths. Same. We're definitely gonna cross paths. <laughs> yes, yes. So. Just keep posting to your story and I'll keep an eye on where you are. Okay, perfect. Carmen saying Because that's how this happened. <laughs> I know, yeah. How would we have even you messaged known? me? I was like, oh, hey, you're gonna be here. We're gonna be in the same place. It's worked out. Time. It's the so universal. Universe put it, made it happen. It's beautiful. All right, well, you guys, you wanna shout your social so they know where to find you. I'm Vera Bambi. Google it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hair flip. <laughs> um, so that's at Vera Bambi Live, like L-I-V-E. That's on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook, actually. Facebook.com forward slash Vera Bambi Live. I just got okay. Snapchat. I just got my public snap. So it's Vera Bambi Snap. And that's Bambi like the deer, but not like the deer, but, you know, it's like the deer. <laughs> <laughs> Now you can find her and see all of her shenanigans. She's like one of the most funny women I've come across lately. So check her out and uh, we'll do this again. Thank you. It was such a gift to be able to spend the day with this beauty, getting to know her and forming a friendship. She is someone that lights up the room when she enters. And I'm sure that even radiates through your speakers as you're listening. I always leave encounters like this feeling so fulfilled not just by making a new connection with someone that I feel understands me or values me, but also in the sense that this podcast that I've built out of late night keyboard rambling has evolved into this genuinely beautiful vehicle that's opened doors to new experiences and new relationships like this one. This podcast is so important to me. 
It's given me a creative outlet, a sounding board, and a chance to finally feel heard. We could all use a little more validation like that, that people hear you, that people want to hear you, and that your voice matters. Thank you all for listening and tuning into the second season after so much time off. I am so inspired and excited to be back. We have so much to talk about. I'm Melrose, and this has been season two, episode one of the Seen and Not Heard podcast. Huge thank you this episode to Fancentro. Fancentro.com is a website I personally use to monetize my social media. If it wasn't for Fancentro having me in Los Angeles recently, I would have never had the opportunity to sit down and speak with Vera Bambi for the podcast. Thank you so much, Fancentro, for making this episode possible. Want to be an individual sponsor of the podcast? All you have to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash Melrose and click support the podcast to donate whatever amount per month to help fund more episodes like today's. I have a strong belief that the universe is a living, breathing thing that it feels and it thinks and it learns and this same belief is what makes me believe that everything happens for a reason despite us not always being open or ready for the changes that it brings. I wasn't looking or ready to take on more work. My marketing company has become increasingly needy lately and I was already falling behind on things for webcam. I have videos that are overdue and packages I haven't sent out. It's just been chaos. But when opportunities of a lifetime come knocking at your door, you need to say yes to them. So I did.